Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And because we're on a lot of digital formats, please share this work. And uh, I want to Thank all of you. I mean, literally hundreds, if not thousands of people who have written to me. And I'm sorry I can't keep up with all the emails about my deplatforming on YouTube, wanting to know why. If you know why, let me know, because that'll make two of us, because I don't know why. But uh, look, God took care of me before uh, there was YouTube. God is bigger than YouTube, and, uh, and, and we'll rise above this. So I do appreciate your support. Uh, you can follow me in all the other places that you know, and we'll put something in the show description in case you don't know where else you can follow us. Um, our guest today, as you can see, is John B. Wells, and uh, he really needs no introduction. So one of the most popular talk show hosts out there. Um, he's got a long history of broadcasting success, one of the most recognizable voices in the industry. And it's our honor to have him on. I've known John for some time. We met serendipitously sitting in a green room ready to do a couple of radio interviews over about a two-week period. And uh, that was my good fortune. And, John, it's really good to have you on. And we're going to be talking, obviously, about the situation in Israel. And then we're going to talk about uh, just some of the -the run-of-the-mill issues that are just destroying this country intentionally, uh, the supply chain. Uh, Biden administration attack on civil liberties, the open borders. We're going to hit it all. John, thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure, Dave. Good to see you. Good to see you. It's great to see you, too. Well, let me start off being the controversial one. I'll take a little heat off you, then I'll let you put the heat back on yourself. Um, there, There is no way in God's green earth, with our technology and Israel's technology, and even the Israeli retired soldiers are saying this, that they didn't know that attack was going to be in process. They had to see him coming. They knew it was coming. They probably had information before the attack even started, and they moved to not rescue these people. Uh, and, and so I wanted to just get your your overall reaction. I mean, those are the facts that are undisputed. I mean, th- these are undisputed facts that there was at least a four-hour delay, some people say a seven-hour delay in Israel. And Israel, by the way, John Braggs, they can be anywhere in the country in three minutes. Uh, so yeah, so much for your three minutes, Netanyahu. Um, and so John, what's your take on all this, what we're seeing? You know, David, that's a, uh, there are several things here. Let me just begin with this long ago. I, I, uh, I saw a little piece of information and years and years later, I spoke with uh, Ray McGovern 
the uh, the ex-CIA man. I'm sure you know him. Yes. And um, and I said, Ray, is it true that that whole Iran-Contra thing was the result of a two-line mention in a Jordanian bi-monthly newsletter? And he said, you've got a really, really good memory. Well, it's this. We get a dot. We get a clue. We start putting the stuff on the board, sort of like uh, the way you make a movie. I've, I've been told Ron Howard did it this way. Maybe he still does. Take your note cards and then start putting them up on the cork board and then start moving them around and craft your story that way. And, and so that's the kind of thinking. When I heard that, it just occurred to me, it's these tiny little details that are these huge tells. So let's think about it this way. Ukraine. To me, Volodymyr Zelensky is just a sack of poo, okay, and nothing more. Uh, he's totally on the take. He's a complete puppet. And we are the ones who caused that entire uproar that resulted in the Russian special military operation beginning at least as early as 2014. Yes. The next thing he does is he declares that he wants to make Ukraine the new great big new Israel. And I thought, <clears throat> are these people not aware that Israel is a people and not a piece of land? Anyway, let's move on. All right. Now, all of this propaganda that was put out about, oh, 300,000 Russian soldiers have been lost. Oh, we're just handing the, oh, the Ukrainian forces are just handing the Russians their backsides. It's total rubbish. They were crushed. Here's another card on the court board. Day before yesterday, I spoke with a, a woman. I said, you have a very intriguing accent. Where, where are you from? She said, Ukraine, a little sheepishly. And I said, Ukraine. I said, I, I, I feel badly for the citizens over there. How bad yes. is it? She goes, you know, in much of the country, people are living their lives as if there's absolutely nothing going on. I said, really? She goes, yeah. I said, so it's not bombs going off all the time and artillery shells coming overhead everywhere? She goes, no. I said, would you say that the mainstream media outlets have misrepresented the situation there? And she got this look on her face like, yes, she says. She didn't say badly. Okay, fine. So that's lost its, that's lost its flavor. We must stand with Ukraine. We must not necessarily stand with anybody. Why is it we must stand with Ukraine? The next thing is... We must stand with Israel. We need to stand with Ukraine and or Israel. Why? You got a wide open border down there. I don't stand with either of those outfits. I stand with the United States of America. In fact, I stand with Lord Jesus. And I'm not interested in, in diluting my attention very much. How about our own country? Yeah. Okay. Now, to your point, what's going on over there? Several things. According to the analysis that I have analyzed, the, the analysis of a bunch of other people with news coming in from all over the place, it, I'm really, I, the only word for it, David, is, is blessed to even be able to have this job and have these sources. But here's the thing. There's two or three things going on here. <clears throat> Number one, the United Nations is out of control. Let's set that over here. They are that outfit needs to be removed from this country. It, it has become some sort of an autonomous world government organization that operates continuously outside its charter. Now, another another card on the court board. 
New York Times, CNN, and Reuters, and some others, but those are just the three that come to mind, they had photojournalists embedded on the Hamas side to document the massacre. What? The Egyptians gave the the uh, government of the state of Israel three-day heads up that something was going to happen. That the Gazanians, I like to call them, <laughs> were going to come across the uh, come across the barricades, right? <laughs> I, I'm going to borrow that term from you. <laughs> so here come the Gazanians, and I'm starting to look at this, and it's like they breached the fence. No, they didn't breach the fence in one place. They breached it in 15 places. So a bunch of maniacs, a bunch of Gazaniacs. In pickup trucks and paragliders are going to take on one of the most sophisticated militaries on the face of the earth with the most sophisticated surveillance apparatus ever. If a pigeon lands on one of those fences, mm-hmm. they get an alarm. I mean, I've spoken with a, a man who is in very close contact with a woman who was in the IDF and was a one of the people that was monitoring these surveillance sites. And they're really, really good. Okay. All right, let's set that aside. Then there was the story of Shoni Loke. Oh, she was stripped naked, raped and killed, and driven around her naked body in the back of a pickup truck. No, she wasn't. She was in hospital. And it just goes on and on. And let's see, was it seven hours, or was it ten hours, or was it nine hours? I've heard all three, but most often I heard seven hours. IDF just delayed. So the IDF delayed. Egypt gives them, gives them a, a three-day heads up. IDF stands down for some hours. Photojournalists are embedded in Hamas, which was created by Israel and the United States, just in time to jack up the heat as the heat is lowered in Ukraine. To me, this is nothing more than a costly and somewhat bloody psychological operation to just keep things ginned up Hmm. to what end i don't know now the suez canal here's another card suez canal has room for one ship coming in and one ship going out but not both at the same time solution the ben gurion canal okay which if you're looking at the map as you would be looking at it here's the here's the suez canal and uh going up there next to it between egypt and israel Egyptians nationalized it for a while, then privatized it. I believe they've renationalized it now. Ben-Gurion Canal cuts like a V up toward the north. Guess where it exits into the Mediterranean? Right there at the north end of the Gaza Strip. Hmm. Under which is all this oil and all this natural gas. Exactly. The Chinese are going to build it, David. They already have management control of the port of Haifa. Who said that was all right to give the port of Haifa over to the Chinese for control. I mean, folks, don't don't believe me. Look it up. That's what my dad always told me. I asked him a question. He goes right over there in the library. Go look it up. So, it, we have this mindset that there is national sovereignty and we need to do the right thing and treat people of various nations with dignity and, in some cases, compassion, and to use the United Nations as as a mediation organization to peacefully resolve issues between nations. It's one big casino slash bordello is what the United Nations is. They have operated so far outside their charter that it's beyond belief, and they have... uh, 
they've uh, incorporated the special arrangement with the World Economic Forum with that 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 toad Klaus Schwab who doesn't want us to eat meat, but he doesn't look to me like he's missing any meals. And then that maniac uh, Yuval Noah Harari, who is a self-loathing gay man who just thinks these human beings are just wretched and horrible, and his husband or whatever is his internet of everything. So what we have done, effectively, it comes down to this with me, David. This is real Father God and the devil stuff. This this is this is the spiritual war that people imagine occurs only in the mind, maybe in the heart also. Oh, this is right out in front of our faces. Now these people, and I'm not going to drag you into my jackpot because I've been hitting this really, really hard. And I don't want to. I don't want to bring any heat on you, but I'm telling you. Some pe- there's a certain group of people that call themselves one thing, but they are not. And the, they have infected education, the U.S. Congress, the banking system. It is astounding the power that they have. Astounding. How do they do it? By using the devil's favorite weapon because he is the father of lies. Deception, deception, deception. And repeat, repeat, repeat. And if they do it long enough, it becomes fact to so many people. And they're just free to operate any way that they like. And this this rather small, and not only is it a minority, but it's a small minority, have power that is beyond imagination. And they, they orchestrate these things like what happened in Ukraine. Ukraine got hit because there was money laundering, biolabs, weapons trafficking, human trafficking, did I get it all? Drugs, humans, guns, laundering, oh, and biolabs. First, the United States said there were no biolabs. Well, we've got three of them. You've got how many? Well, maybe a dozen. 500. Come on. I got 500. Yeah, well, the highest number that I heard that, that could be verified by our sources was almost 50. I think it was 47 was the number. So anyway, yeah. we lied about it. But I'm talking, I'm talking basements uh, included oh, yeah. in this. Yeah, and, and, and I'm telling you, the source I have on this is really, really good. He said there might be 20 to 30 that are open that we could identify, but he said there's a lot that are hidden, like in people's basements. Well, and how about this thing out in California? Neither the FBI nor the CDC would investigate this Chinese Communist Party-affiliated biolab, starting with the one they discovered in Reedley, California. I know. The FBI and the CDC didn't even want to look at it. Well, Joe Biden has the receipts for the payoff. Come on. I mean, this is this is obvious. This is obvious. I mean, we have been totally sold down the river. We've had a coup d'etat in America, and people don't realize this. And it's really taking on the flavor of Bolshevik communism with Nazi overtones. I'm afraid you're right. The thing is, what's the easiest way to... Pull off a little caper. Do you sneak around? Uh, if you sneak around and you're and you're seen sneaking around, they're going that guy's that guy's about to try and pull something. But if you just walk in like you own the place, hey, isn't this great? Hi, it's good to see you, and all of that. And in the meantime, he's, that's what this is all about: it's hiding, just, hiding in plain sight. That's exactly it. That's yep. it. and I'm telling you, this government is so compromised is beyond belief. That loser, uh, who is also. <clears throat> of that particular small group from Cuba. Mayorkas? Yeah, that's uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then Merrick Garfinkel. His last name's not Garland. <laughs> he changed it. 
His last <laughs> name's Garfinkel. Really? He's one of those that group, too. They have seized power in all of these various places. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know ladies and gentlemen Right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. I mean, David, it people are not many. I'm not going to say people aren't. I'm going to say many people. The truth of these various matters is such a hard slap in the face that yeah. they really, they would rather just not deal with it because it's above their pay grade. And it's above their ability to withstand the understanding of what's really happened to us. But this country's toast. The only thing that, w- that will save this country is the biggest mass deportation in the history of the world. New York City is melting down, absolutely melting down. Uh, it's melting down all over the place. I drive through Dallas and one in 30 people are the same color you and I are. The hospitals are overcrowded. 
even UT um, Southwestern Medical Center, top-tier outfit, or used to be. A friend of mine is in there now with vaccine-induced uh, AFib and uh, congestive heart failure. So they've, they've got him propped up. We're praying that he makes it. Uh, certainly, hopefully, he will. But he said there there are no Caucasians on that floor at all. They're all Indians or they're sub-Saharan Africans. He said not only that, but this nurse who's from California, she fled California to uh, get away from Newsom and his ludicrous policies. Uh, she was compelled to take two vaccines. They wanted to uh, give her some more boosters. She said no. And she's about to leave the medical industry. But she said, listen, unless it's a gunshot wound or a car wreck, every hospitalization that results in a death is marked up to COVID, I know. including just regular admission. She goes, it is a money scam like you cannot believe. And if somebody goes on a ventilator, they will not survive the experience. 100%. Did she give you Did she give you the payout amounts that the federal government pays hospitals for these diagnoses? I've heard these numbers, but I can't verify them. I can only say that by way of hearsay that it's a $35,000 if you get them on a ventilator and something like $50,000 if there's an actual fatality, something like that. But I don't have those numbers. So we're, no, we're in the same neighborhood, John. I've heard, I heard 13,000 for a diagnosis. This was during COVID 13,000 for a diagnosis and 36,000 for a COVID death. And there were these massive stories. People told me, yeah, we had a guy come in head trauma from a motorcycle accident and we diagnosed him as COVID and put the blanket over his head. I mean, this is, this is what they were doing and they wanted, it was just inducing the panic to get us to comply. And, and I wanted to ask your opinion on this. I'm wondering if the smart cities concept, if the lockdowns weren't preparation for that. I think so. How do you do? They're, they're pushing that really, really hard. And by the way, just a, just a, uh, hey, it's a random uh, fact. If you calculate the electric cars that they want us all driving, it comes out to over $17 a gallon. I know. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. And the manufacturing, the CO2 to manufacture electric car is way off the charts compared to a regular automobile. Yeah. Listen. The climate change stuff, there may be a small tad of viability there and truthfulness, but it's being used in a way to basically just break down civilization so they can control everybody. Well, and it goes even beyond that because I've, I've been saying this for years, that the, the tech that actually exists is 200 years beyond. I used to say 50 to 100 years, but let's put it this way. The fax machine was invented in 1865. The Navy got them in the 50s. We didn't get them for 120 years. That's when we were in Dallas, at least. We could uh, go get a fax machine, you know. It was a big deal. They were expensive, too. Now, this uh, studio that I I bought uh, just across uh, 75 Central from downtown had a fax machine in it, uh, an Okie Data that was the size of a pool table. They'd had it since the uh, early 90s. But again... This was a specialty instrument. If Southland Corporation owned the studio, so if they wanted to throw $10,000 at it, they would. But we didn't get it for 120 years. 1985 is when we could just go get one. So You opened up up a Pandora's box there. How far do you think the technology's gone? Teleportation, space travel? I mean, have you considered any of these possibilities? 
David, if I give you my honest responses to this, members of your audience will think that I have lost my mind and have gone completely. Well, we've both lost our mind, John. Okay. Go ahead and answer the question. Teleportation is possible. A projection of of a of an individual. It's all in knowing how to do it. Here's the thing: everything is possible. Absolutely, everything is possible. If it can be conceived, it is possible. The mm-hmm. next trick is how to do it. So, spacecraft flying around from other planets. Yes, demonic entities. You bet. All of them. No. As above, so below. They're not. They're not all demonic. If we do we think flying saucers are real? Well, duh, you know. And interestingly enough, David, we caught my wife and I caught a picture of one. She goes, "There's a UFO up there," and I went, "What?" And she goes, "Look, and there's this black dot up there." We were sitting on the back porch, past the fence, up there. It's just hanging there. I got a picture of it. I'm going to send it to you. I'll send it to your to your mobile phone. Okay. It looks curiously like the TikTok or Tic Tac yeah. UFO. Because if you watch this thing, you know, you'll see one. It looks like the Ark Midnight logo, right? <laughs> the, the Saturday Night Show, the sixth element. It really does. It's kind of, the top's kind of curved with a part that hangs down like this. That's what one of them looks like. But you see as this thing turns, it looks like it has little stumpy wings on it. And then it'll, I don't know why they even call it a Tic Tac. It does not look like a rectangular-esque lozenge to me, but they want to call it tic-tac, let them do it. That's what this thing looks like. And this is what it did while I was looking. She was not aware that I had my phone. She goes, i got to get a picture of this. So she bounced in the house to get hers. So I went, i got my phone right here. I'll take a picture. I'm telling you, I'm going to send this to you. You spread it out, and it looks like it looks like a, a donut, if you will. It's black, and it has an inner hole that looks like it's recessed, almost like a, a lens or something. And it appears to have little, little tiny, stumpy little delta wings just poking out on, on either side. This is what it did while I was watching. It hangs up there, and it sort of goes, ah, and then it does the cartoon leaf drop into the ground thing and disappears. I mean, there's nothing in it for me to make up a story like that. I'm a no. grown man. I don't make up stories, you know. But uh, Brendy said, I think that thing was cloaked and accidentally uncloaked and realized we were looking at it. And that's what happened. Because it just kind of like, I'm falling. Just a gradual, and then it wafted left and right and left and then straight down and it disappeared. Damnedest thing I ever saw. Yeah, I don't need any convincing. Um, 1997 in March, I'm shooting baskets in my driveway. This is when we still lived in the city. And all of a sudden, everything got quiet and I looked over, it was about three or four miles away, the Phoenix lights. I saw them. Yeah. I was one of the 10,000 people in Phoenix that saw them. Oh, yeah, you're were, you were in the area. You're in the area. Yeah, well, no, we don't live in a city any longer. We live, we live in the north part of the county. But but um, I, I saw it. Everything went quiet. I mean, the birds and everything, dogs stopped barking. Everything went quiet. It was eerie. It was an eerie feeling. And then it was interesting because um, I was teaching an extension course for a local college at the nearby Air Force Base at Luke. And I had a couple of uh, important people in that class that I didn't know. And they gave me the details of what really that was. And they said, yeah, that was our stuff. It, it flew out of Area 51. They said the classic Area 51. 
And the story they made up, it was flares behind South Mountain. Well, I was 20 miles north of South Mountain, and I saw it before it ever reached South Mountain. So I knew that was a bunch of bull. Uh, yeah. And, and it was a, and they said it, they think it was a coming out party. It was meant to display a message to somebody. And I'm talking to people who are in a position that they would know some things at this Air Force base. So, yeah, in fact, actually, uh, Vance Davis was a good friend of mine. He uh, introduced me to Art Bell. Art had me on his show anonymously because at that time I couldn't go on, say my name. I'd have lost my job and I'd have got these guys in trouble. But I went on and told the story on Art's show and, and it was very typical. And you know how they handled that too, John? It was interesting. There was a Phoenix City Councilwoman, and I got to know her. We had dinner at her house a couple times. Her name was Frances Barwood. The governor at the time, Symington, came out in an alien suit to mock her. And all she said was, hey, my constituents want to know what they were seeing that night. And they just vilified her. And now, today, it's not a laughing matter. No. The mainstream media is taking this seriously. Do you think they're setting up for a great deception? It may not be a deception. Go ahead and tell me what you mean by that. Well, I mean, it could be uh, people have talked about this operation, uh, Blue Beam, where they mm-hmm. can protect yeah. everything from uh, Lord Jesus in the sky coming yeah. back uh, to uh, to a uh, flying saucer invasion. But I think what they may be prepping us for is uh, an actual revelation of real no kidding extraterrestrials landing on earth look we know that they exist over the years and months and weeks and days and even hours depending on what day year week or month it is uh these cattle mutilations i did not know until this in-depth interview never looked into it never had any reason to the bovine blood is compatible with human blood yes okay when when you why would somebody say and and you can tell in these interviews of these people that these women are traumatized beyond belief nobody's that good of an actress or an actor they've had their fetuses actually taken from them and the the ets probably i'm just guessing it sounds nuts and it is nuts for real but uh they take the bovine blood. There's no blood around any of these cattle mutilations. It's all surgical incisions, zero blood, nothing on the grass, nothing. So they take the fetus, they take the cow's blood. Let's see, what could that mean? You see, see where we're headed here? Yes. Um, I think they're absolutely real. Look, rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in them. What does that mean? That's in scripture. By the way, it takes a little bit of work because it's Middle English, but the Wycliffe Bible is the one you want. Oh, the Catholic Church went crazy over that. They didn't want that at all. It's the most accurate translation yet written. King James, Wycliffe Bible. Seriously. So, and then in my own experience, this, this sound insane also. I believe it was January the 9th. It's either the 8th or the 9th. I think it's the 9th. 1988. Got back from a flight uh, from London. Was going to go into Dallas. Sorry, all iced over. Got to go into Houston. Didn't go into Intercontinental. Had to go into Hobby. Let's grab a Southwest and get to Dallas before they shut it. I'm not flying in this, says the woman. Says the wife. What are you going to do? I'm going to rent a car. We're going to drive. David. We made it 
from Houston to Dallas in two hours and 40 minutes in an ice storm. Green light flooding the cockpit of the Thunderbird that we rented the whole nine yards. When we got to my when we got to our house, my parents were there. My daughter was just a little girl then, and so she was already asleep. And they both looked at us, and uh, Mom said, "You just drove in from Houston." Yep. She looked at Dad, and Dad looked at her, and they didn't say another thing. You can't make it from Dallas to Houston in two hours and forty minutes. You can't. Years later, I just happened to be on, we had cable A and cable B. There was virtually nothing on cable B except, you know, public uh, pub- public access and stuff like that. So I thought, what's on there? Well, I had promoted this show many times for uh, stations like K-Ron out in uh, San Francisco and, and wherever. I used to do a lot of voiceover for a lot of stations, radio and TV, all over the country. It was an amazing career, really. I was quite fortunate to get it. And I had promoted the show Sightings numerous times. Mm-hmm. The one time that I went to Cable B and put it on there, here are these guys that decide to go fishing in their boat, and they get beamed on this little sort of a subcompact mothership, and they have all these things done, and they woke up in the boat. They did night fishing, and this thing showed up, and they get levitated onto it, and I'm going, what? So I'm watching this, and uh, they just wake up in the boat. It's, uh, it's pre-dawn, but it's getting close to the sun coming up. They don't say anything to each other. They didn't say a darn thing, nothing. They just went over to the shore, packed their stuff, and split. Now, I understand they're not friends anymore. But uh, and this is some years ago that I heard that. But they didn't talk about it. But what they did was they wrote down an account of what had happened to them individually and, and made some drawings. Right hand raised. David, what they drew was exactly what I saw in a dream that I had the second night after we got back from London and got to Dallas. Not that night, but the next night mm-hmm. I had this dream. And I mean, these guys, and this was like several years later. This must have been like 92, 3, 4, or 5, somewhere in there. I've lost track of it. But what they drew was precisely what I saw. How the, the attendants behaved was exactly what I experienced. Uh, starting with, they didn't really speak. But you could you could kind of hear their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could. The guy down at the end of this table I'm on, you could see all up to about here, but you couldn't see his face. He did not like me. I got that sense. This one standing here, I didn't. I couldn't see at all. But uh, but he was. Uh, I remember what he what what his thought was was that he's not going to do anything. Look at him because it was like sodium pentothal. I was just a soup sandwich, just having a big time, you know. And they were probably going. Take this guy back, you know. <laughs> we're not we're not getting anywhere with this one. Well, people have have uh, postulated that spirit was too strong. They knew they weren't going to get anywhere with me, so it's like send him back. This watch I've been wearing for uh, several decades. Um, there was a uh, it looked like a sunburn about the size of a quarter underneath this watch and stayed there for years. This is the watch I was wearing during what I presume was an abduction of sorts. It doesn't do it anymore, but for about 30 years it did. So, um, almost 30, certainly 25. So huh. the UFO, to answer your question, has a long way to get to your to the answer that, that you wanted. It's, it's real. It's all real. And the movies and TV and the news media, they have all been used 
you know, you meet these people and you go, these, these people, a lot of these people, they don't, they don't have the, they don't have the brain power to, to operate some huge psychological propaganda operation. They don't have it. They don't have to have it. They want the money. They want the job. They will do what they're told, and they are guided in their news reporting, the stuff they'll talk about, and most importantly, the stuff that they are not allowed to talk about. They're guided very precisely by people whose names we will never know. But I'm thinking that if you want to get close to it, look into the broadcast board of governors that most people know nothing about. No, tell us about that. Well, it's an organization that is <clears throat> that is set up to control the content of not only mainstream media in this country, but also Voice of America and, was it Radio Liberty? Is that the other one in Europe? <laughs> if it doesn't, it do, if it doesn't uh, when it comes to things that have national import or national impact, that narrative is guided very, very tightly by the broadcast board of governors. That's why we come up with these, we just think it's goofy. It, it seems to go right over people's heads, but it doesn't really. They recognize it. They recognize something is wrong. They also recognize there's nothing they can do about it. This is the world we have. This is the telecommunications industry that we have. So, okay, whatever. But how many of them were all saying it's an existential threat to our democracy or the, the walls of security guard check yeah. uh, or the uh, the walls are closing in? And you hear this cacophony. Why are all of these networks, supposedly some of them are left wing, some of them are right wing, but they're all saying the same sentences exactly. with the words in exactly the same order? Or as uh, Dr. Falcon said in that, uh, that old 80s movie with Matthew Broderick, uh, War Games. You are listening to a machine. And they're trying to get us to act like machines. Because that, going back to your earlier question, because again, this is no cards on the corkboard. What they want to do, because this is Father God versus the devil stuff, and this is the battlefield, they want to reduce the human being to nothing more than disposable toys. And that's it. The United Nations yeah. is commanding governments, commanding governments, to decriminalize pedophilia and consensual sex between mm-hmm. adults and minors. Yeah, they want us to not eat meat. Uh, they they want to have sex with children. Canada became the euthanasia capital of the world. This is all satanically run and induced. I don't mean to come on your program and start preaching, but I'm telling people right now: allow yourself to believe it. Just for a minute, and you'll see it. But if you're waiting to see it before you believe it, you're liable to be waiting a while, and you may miss your chance to see it. The battle of the ages is approaching now. And, and David, I don't mean to come on your program. No, 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 no. Keep going, because... But but I'm telling you, it's coming, babe. You're talking to a kindred spirit here. So uh, I I was uh, participating in Pastor Paul Begley's uh, seminar he's putting on, and he had me on as a guest and we discussed Genesis 6, and it's right in line with what you're saying. And this is why I asked you about a great deception, uh, because I think in part it is. In Genesis 6, it talks about the Nephilim, and, and then it indicates uh, by one passage, it says, basically, there you could infer their DNA survived the flood. And so Pastor Paul and I talked about, is this maybe the descendants of a different DNA, that were cast down to earth in the fallen angels 
is this a different DNA and is this is why they're acting with such um, uh, vehemence and uh, violence towards humans? And, and and Vance Davis, too, former NSA, used to be a guest on Art Show. In fact, that's the first time I ever uh, heard of him. That's how I got to meet him. But Vance, in his NSA training, he was taught good guys and bad guys fought in the cosmos. Bad guys were cast to Earth because they lost. They wanted to capture the human soul. They couldn't. So they decided to morph the human being itself. And in 1988, he wrote a book, uh, and he described transhumanism before it was ever a term. And it comes right out of Genesis 6, John. So when you talk about uh, the pervasive evil in here, I think there's even a genetic component to it. Pastor Paul told me that there's pastors now talking about this in eschatology, that they're actually talking about, is there a, is there descendants of the fallen angels? And they're the ones perpetrating evil on the planet. And then they co-opt their minions, you know, like a president, a CEO of a corporation to get their, to do their bidding. And I, I think you're right on the money with this. So when you say, I don't come on here and preach, well, I'm guilty of preaching myself. So we're in good okay, company. Good. We're in good company here. Remember a couple of things. Those who call themselves Jews but are not. I know. They are the synagogue of Satan. Father God invented humor along with everything else. So if Lord Jesus wants to say, yeah, you got a synagogue. It's your synagogue of Satan. You're, you're, you're of your father, the devil. How many sons did Adam and Eve have? Three. Cain killed Abel. That was Satan's seed. They had a, a third son, Seth. If they had not, because Abel was dead and because Satan got over on Eve, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. That, that That is what I don't know this, but I believe it at this point. I see no evidence to the contrary. If there had not been a third son, if Seth had not been born, the human race would have been ruined. There would be no actual human. There would be only hybrids. So the the descendants of Cain, in my opinion, they that is contaminated seed. Yes. Yeah. Um and the great deception it, it, is- it's all fitting together and it's interesting how people like you and I and then pastors as a separate group entirely are coming to the same conclusions now and i'm telling you john i talk to a lot of people not just pastor paul but i've talked to a lot of uh, pastors who some of them don't want to talk about it in the pulpit because they think it's too controversial and it'll drive people away from the word but most of them i talk to say yeah we think this is true too and and because we do have a pervasive evil spirit that's been loosed on the earth. In my lifetime, I've never seen anything like what we've seen in the last four or five years. Me either. Me either. But you know what? I don't think there's a coming great deception. I think we're experiencing the great deception right now. <laughs> boys being girls, girls being boys. Okay, fine. But changing you don't say let's see on the birth certificate what is the gender of the child it's the sex of the child that's the correct term male and female well you say you say there are only two sexes male and female oh now now you're an apostate you know you have to accept that things that are twisted deviant and wrong are normal do you know i was i was watching a um i was just looking for a clip because i borrow little clips from movies and things to make um 
to make some of these promos. And I saw an interview with Malcolm McDowell, and I went past that. And then I saw this little bit uh, where the uh, the minister is meeting with the governor of the prison where Alex has been interned. And um, and the uh, minister makes the comment that, well, with crime, we have, to, we have to do something by way of mind control and, and readjusting these criminals to get them back into society because our prisons are full as it is. And we may need the room for political prisoners. And I remember seeing this in the summer of 71. And, and looking at this, but I saw it today as if I'd never seen it before and was completely creeped out by it because it makes so much sense. The yeah. idiotic music, I want to marry a lighthouse keeper, just stupid music playing in the background. Garish colors, bizarre fashion sense. When's the last time you saw a man walking down the street in a business suit? You know, I look at these people that, that, that uh, going, okay, World War II's over, you know, we're, we won and and now we're going to uh, now we're going to make up we're going to get married and have a baby boom which we did and uh it didn't matter if they had money i heard a european guy this must be 40 years ago say in europe guy could have no money but he goes out at night and you'd think he was a millionaire he dresses right and everything else you know He's not making money. He saves up and he buys presentable clothing. And you see these these films of people walking down the street, and the men are in their they got their hats and their their suits, and the women have their dresses. In the winter time, they've got their long coats on, and they act in a dignified fashion. They acted like evolved human beings, not a bunch of pathetic slags who can conduct themselves and present themselves as anything from the lowest form to the next to the lowest form of humanity, and you had better accept it. You have to accept them. We don't have to stand with anybody. We don't have to accept anything except the possibility of salvation from a fallen world or through our belief in Father God Almighty that he was, in fact, incarnate in his son. He sent in human form to experience everything, including death. Then Lord Jesus comes back and says, I have defeated death. Here are the keys to life and death. Choose life. And what were the, what were the disciples doing? Hiding. Who was looking for them? The Edomites. I'll say this one thing. Anti-Semitic? No, I'm pro-Semitic. You know who the Semites are? You are. I am. You know who the Israelites are? You are. I am. These other ones are Edomites. Look into Esau and Edom. Just, Just look into it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all there. Do what my dad told me to do. And I would just go, you know, I wouldn't do that where he could see me doing this, but uh, but but go look it up. And if you don't get a satisfactory answer, move on. Don't trust Google. Get Yandex. It's a Russian site. You will get search results you will never see on Google. We're living in the great deception now. They are trying to guide your thoughts, your behavior, your dress, your conduct, everything. The, the, the people want to believe, and and I understand it, that the great deception is going to be, ah, the UFO guys are coming. No, that's just part of it. That's later. Mm-hmm. We're headed toward the big battle. The only defense, the only help, and the only hope is going to come from Father God himself because there is no hope or help anywhere else. You might People might as well resign themselves to it. It's the way it is. There are rules in the universe. 
And these people that spout off all the time with, with all, well, with technological this and mankind will do that. And, oh, we don't believe this. No, we don't believe that. The universe is 90 billion light years across and expanding. But these mugs have got it all figured out. I well, don't think so. <laughs> in their own in their own satanic reality, they have it figured out. I'll slow you know, down. You know, the, well, I don't know that we can slow down. This is the time we're in. You know, John, when I first began to wonder if we were headed for tribulation, uh, I know it had probably been middle of the lockdowns. And I thought, you know, the signs are starting to really appear. And in the bottom of my heart, I didn't want to live through that time selfishly. And I just, and I said, God, bring a revival so we can get your blessings back and we can push this off to another era. Uh, that'll be their problem to deal with. But I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think we're on a quick descent right into those seven years. If enough people pray, our prayers will be heard that's and they true. will be answered and our land will be healed. If we decide that we're going to freelance and just work it out, we're done. However, there will be a remnant salvage. The ones who believe are going to be all right. The ones who reject God, even the concept of God, because they think that they can just freewheel their way through this life and they've got it all figured out, they're gone. They are the victims of deception. And this, this power of deception is just that, powerful. I want to ask you a, a political question that kind of arises out of this. You might have uh, rolled the clock back to 1965. <laughs> no, no. I, w- I want your honest response. Uh, I think there's no doubt that the the ruling elite are doing everything they can do to tear this country down. Culturally, they're deculturizing us. Economically, civil liberties, everything is being destroyed. What's the purpose of targeting America the way that they are? Because this is where the Israelites came. That's why the Israelites are to be destroyed. I know. I know how that sounds. I really do. Ladies and gentlemen, please just look into it. Do you know that they were going to call Washington, D.C. Rome? Rome, Maryland. Do you know that uh, Washington Monument, which is nothing more than a phallus? They got one that looks just like it. It's called uh, Cleopatra's Needle. It's right there in the city of London. These symbols are important. They're very important. I mean, a, a most rudimentary example is we got the 79 Trans Am that was stolen some years ago, and then we got another one <clears throat> some years later and put it in the, put what I call my mad scientist lab, which is actually an aircraft, a giant aircraft hangar. I told my, I asked my son, I said, does it seem like the atmosphere of this place has changed a little bit just by having that shape in here? And he said, you know, I never thought of that, but yes, it does. Symbols are important. Human beings recognize symbols and they react to them in the same way that you hold a cross up. I mean, this is, I'm, I'm not, it's just an example. It's not literal necessarily. When you hold a cross up in front of Dracula, what does he do? He starts hissing and freaking out. Why? Yeah. Because he's evil. Because he's possessed. There's a message there. Uh, most people do not recognize that the, the Wizard of Oz was all about gold and the Federal Reserve System and the man behind the curtain is just this little guy that's pulling all the strings. I mean, there is so much allegory throughout that thing. It's unbelievable. This man named Abe Day just uh, broke it down completely. There were messages being sent to us to give us a heads up, but we didn't pay much attention. In the meantime, the termites, 
of that produce moral decay. What is right? What is wrong? Mm-hmm. Everything's wide open. Hey, you want to have you want to have sex with a baby? We shouldn't deny that that baby that baby at two years old is capable of knowing whether it wants sex or not. Maniacs are now in control of things. Who controls them? The same ones that are pulling the strings all over the world. They are an extraordinarily powerful group. They are the most powerful group on the face of this earth, with the exception of the praying Christian. And I don't much care at this stage of my life what anybody thinks about that. I I have lived it. I have been snatched from, oh, you caught a lucky break well, so now you're going to preach to us. I have to, because I was dead repeatedly over the years, one absolute certain you're out of here, and it didn't happen. The most recent one was crashing a motorcycle at 70 miles an hour, and I called out the name of the Lord, and the person who was following me separated by one car said the weirdest thing happened. Control. This is 1030 in the morning on Interstate 30. It's still rush hour. There's traffic everywhere. And I was on this, uh, I was on this, uh, this super bike, this RC, uh, this, uh, KTM RC 1190, number 11 of the first 50 that came into the country. But it had a flaw. This was a setup. It really was because I could see. All I had to do was look. I saw, but I didn't see. That's another lesson. The coil spring on the back wasn't like this. It was like this. There was no rear suspension. There was no spring action. So on a damp pavement, at 70 miles an hour, last thing I saw is I'm rolling the th- throttle up. I just checked. It. I said 67. Oh, that adds up to 13. That's a, that's an important number to me. Not because it's spooky, but because it's significant. I touched that brake. The next time you're at 70 miles an hour, just think about popping your seatbelt, opening the door, and jumping out. Because that was the effect. When I heard that crunch of that bike hitting the ground, I just I, I knew I'm done. So I just I just yelled out, Jesus. Not like, oh, Jesus, save me, I'm in trouble. It was like, hey, I got a real issue here. And the person following me said, the strangest thing happened. Control just settled over everything. She, she said, it seemed like control just settled over everything. Everything just slowed down. No no horns, no slamming on brakes, nothing. And you rolled in front of the pickup truck, and it went on by. I figured you'd be okay. And I said, what kind of pickup truck was it? She goes, oh, it was a black Chevy. That's exactly what I saw in my mind's eye, and I knew that I was going to roll right in front of it. I knew I was done. Done. One other story. I was the wildest thing that anybody ever seen before or since when I was in the rock and roll uh, radio business. I mean, we were just the princes of the city. Anything goes. Seriously. Especially if you were fairly articulate and, and you know, pretty presentable. One night I went to sleep with a cigarette on my chest an ashtray on my chest, a cigarette between my fingers. David, when I woke up in the morning, the entire length of the ash was on the cigarette. Not part of it, all of it. The entire length of the cigarette was ash, still between my fingers. I opened my eyes and saw this, and it fell. That was a message, and the message was, you were dead, and now you're not. And still... The angels must have been going, this guy just really, really doesn't get it. So it was one thing after another until finally I crashed that bike. And when I did, I was laid up for about, let's see, that was uh, November the 16th, 2009. So I finally was able to kind of get around. I mean, 
the, the guys were right there. The ambulance, uh, the fireman, a uh, young man in a truck was there, called an ambulance. Ten minutes it was there. I'm loaded up. Ten minutes later, I'm at Baylor. Hour and a half later, I'm on my way out the door. But it was six months before I recovered, so I went out to California, out to a little hippie town called Altadena. Stayed with a friend there. And that's when I had my epiphany. That's when I learned how to pray, how to listen. Is this me talking to me or is this you talking to me? And so I would like to tell your audience, if you're mad, like a child, mad at your parents, I hate you. Why? Because I'm not getting my way. If you're mad at your father in heaven, submit yourself to him. Just tell him, Father, I've been mad at you. And I don't feel good about it, but I've been mad at you. I know you're there, but I've, I've got to keep you out of my mind because I, my life is this, my life is that, and whatever your problem happens to be, go to your father and say, I've been mad at you, but I don't want to be mad at you anymore. I need help. I've been too prideful to ask for it. I'll handle it. You can't handle anything. Ladies and gentlemen, we owe everything to our Father in Heaven who sent us here, including our very next breath. <clears throat> Humility. Humble yourself. When you get on your knees, get on your knees and pray. Why? For Him? No. For you. Mm-hmm. You're not getting on your knees because the Almighty God requires you to get on your knees. That's not what it is. You humble yourself. You do this as a gesture of humility. Yeah. You let go of your ego and everything that you, because you're not responsible for being here. And you owe your Father in Heaven something. I'll stop now. Well, no, you uh, encapsulated right there one of my downfalls before I was a saved Christian, and and that was my ego. Uh, God does not like haughtiness. He wants humility. John, we're just about out of time, and and you've got just a great show and for the few people that don't know where to find you, let's help them get there. Well, I'll tell you, it's, we've made it suitably complicated for everybody. The, the program's called Caravan to Midnight. We're six nights a week, but on Saturday, because it was the first show that we started, for some reason we called it Ark Midnight, an ark. You know, it's a refuge right. for, to avoid annihilation. So six nights a week, uh, the live program rolls at uh, 9 o'clock Central. Did I say six nights a week? It's only two hours a night, Monday through Friday. That's all the time that we could get. But uh, it's three hours on Saturday, and we traditionally do this thing called the Ark Midnight Intelligence Briefing, and we'll bring on generals and doctors, and <laughs> and it's been really effective. A lot, a lot of people have uh, it, it's been a complete blessing. It's it's a it's an actual mission where we can actually do things that are beneficial instead of, in other words, we can provide something that's meant to be good. It's not just meant to be bought. I know, I know. I, I uh, <laughs> you know, there's a void when Art left radio. Also. And you you were filling that void when you were on coast, and you're doing it again right here with this show. And that's why I want to encourage people to go listen to you. John, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. It's been too long, and uh, I appreciate the work that you do. Oh, I, I appreciate you, David. And before we go, I want to, I want to tell the, the audience, David Hodges was responsible for so many people finding out what happened to me when I got blown out of uh, – Coast to Coast AM for talking about things they didn't want me to talk about. The third time that I mentioned you're witnessing the global resurgence of communism. That's it. Get rid of this guy. Get him out of here. Now, why is that? Why did they not want to talk about that? So anyway, thank you for what you've done for us in raising awareness that we even existed. 
And uh, God bless you, man. And all those we're, all, we're all brothers in the same fight, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Take care. God bless. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.